Good morning and welcome to Reflections. Today is Friday, July 31st. August is indeed upon us. So as a reminder, we're reading through The Color of Compromise on Tuesdays, and this Tuesday we'll be reading through Chapter 2. So if you have your book, get ready for that. Again, if you need a book, email ian at ecclesianj, and uh, we'll try to get one out to you. So today we're going to be reading through Psalm 119 verses 169 through 176 and kind of reflecting on that verse in conversation with what we talked about on Monday. It's a pretty good conversation and we're uh, looking forward to it. So without further ado, I will read Psalm 119 verses 169 through 176. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. My lips will pour forth praise, because you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your promise, for all of your commandments are right. Let my hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let me live that I may praise you, and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek out your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. This is the word of the Lord. What came to me first was the relation between this psalm and the words of Jesus declaring what the greatest commandment is, and that is obviously to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbor as yourself. So we're reading through Jamar Tisby's Color of Compromise, um, and on Monday, we both talked about specific topics. I talked about the complicity of the American church, and again, Jamar Tisby references complicity as a very weak way of describing it because of America, um, the Christianity in America's hand in building white supremacy and racist structures. <clears throat> and Derek talked about guilt. So in this psalm, you see a lot of emotion, a lot of specifically joy, talking about the commandments of the Lord. My lips will pour forth praise because you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your promise, because for all your commandments are right. That joy, that, that specific euphoric kind of feeling that I'm getting from the psalmist about upholding the commandments of the Lord. Now let's put that intention with the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, especially in reflecting about the color of compromise. So the question would be, what emotions are we feeling when we're trying to live out these commands? Um, <clears throat> in a world where, you know, it, it's in a world inundated with racism. Um, do we feel joy? Do we feel guilt? Do we feel, what emotions, do we, what emotions come to your mind? Do we feel tired? Um, it, I think it's interesting that we'll feel guilt for not feeling a certain way. Um, if we're not angry about something, we look at ourselves like, how am I not angry that this happened or that happened? We feel guilt about that we're not living a joyful life of supporting the commandments of God to love your neighbor. That idea of being incredibly joyful about upholding love your neighbor as yourself. What, is it, what does it mean to feel joy? Because I think that's really what the, what the issue is that I'm, I'm coming across is how do I feel joy tearing down the institutionalized racism in America. And I think for me, it's because it's so hard to see people that are so staunchly entrenched in the idea that what they're doing is not wrong. And 
it, it's hard to want to push these people out of the way, even though what they're doing in upholding racism is wrong. I think for me, my own family history has plenty of racism in it. And it's hard for me to just want to disown my family because I don't want to do that, especially my, my parents and close relatives, because we, we are committed as a family to fighting racism. But my ancestors were not. And it's hard for me to kind of come to terms with my ancestors being wrong and, my, and my, myself trying to feel joy in tearing down what they built. And I think that's, that's, where, that's where Jesus comes in for me. Is when I look to Jesus and I hear what Jesus says about upholding the greatest commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself, I don't want to feel guilty for tearing down something that my ancestors built because it's wrong. I want to look at Jesus and allow his strength to suffuse into me. That way I can be a part of the movement of righting the wrongs, bringing about reconciliation, having repentance so that reconciliation can happen, and eventually that we can have equality in this country. So that's kind of where I'm coming from, is when I read this psalm about the joyful upholding of commandments, especially the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, especially when we're reading a book about the American church's complicity in racism, I think you need to look into the eyes of Jesus to have the strength to feel the joy of upholding that commandment. Does that make sense? That makes sense. And I... I think your anecdote, it, it does a really good job of showing how difficult it actually is to fight in a world of complicity um, because you have, to, you have to fight against all these emotions that we might have, whether it's guilt, whether it's family tradition. Um, you have to work against those things despite whatever emotions come up, hopefully spurred by the joy of the Lord of doing what is right. And yeah, I, I think of people who were complicit in, you know, the civil rights movement. What emotions were they going through? I'm sure they felt the exact same way. Uh, not, I don't want to make blanket generalizing statements, but I'm sure there were some people who didn't want to fight against racism because they were attached to their families. They were attached to the comfort that they had. Like I, I had a conversation, I brought this up on a podcast a while ago, had a conversation with my dad about this, and it wasn't a fun conversation, right? It's going to cause conflict. And those are emotions that I have to work against. Oh, do I want to have that conversation with my dad? You know, I, I'm going to have to work with the guilt of not wanting to have that conversation. I'm going to have to work against the apprehension of talking to my dad about a difficult subject. There's just so many emotions going on. Um, and joy is almost, it seems like it's the last one on my mind. Um, and I like how you brought that uh, to Jesus, right? Jesus is the one who will give us the joy. He will help us run this marathon that we're in. Um, and he'll eventually, he'll conform us to his image, to God's image. Um, he's the one who does that. It's not us. It's not our emotions. It's, it's Jesus. And when we look to him, he'll give us what we need to accomplish that task. Yeah, and that definitely, I look at the end of our passage kind of in that light 
Let me reread it for you. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let me live that I may praise you and let your ordinances help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek out your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. That idea of longing for salvation is definitely not far from a lot of people in this country. Longing to be free, longing to be equal in a country that has constantly beat them down. Let us let us look to that. Let us all long for the Lord's salvation. If the law of the Lord is our delight, we should be longing for the salvation. We should be longing for that strength to love our neighbor as ourselves. So, this I feel like was a lot more freeform of a podcast for Derek and I. But we wanted to bring it back down to you guys and pose a question that I'd love to focus on as we go through the color of compromise. Analyze the emotions that you're feeling when you're reading. Don't just let them sit and then go away. I know it's not going to be easy. Jamar Tisby specifically talks about the, I, the, the guilt that we feel reading what our ancestors in the church have done. But think about what the emotions are. Let them, let them happen as they come. And think about what it means for you to find the joy of the Lord in upholding the commandment to love your neighbor. And of course, this has so much to do with what Ian was preaching on Sunday, which is that we are a people of blessing in our relationships. And this certainly stirs up a lot of difficulties, right? We talked about how we might have to work against the racism that's ingrained in even our families. So what does it mean to be a people of blessing in these relationships? I don't have the answer to that question and I have a feeling that most of us don't. So this Sabbath, as we move into a period of rest, may we bring this to the Lord. May we bring up the topic of racism and relationships. And may we ask our Lord to show us the way. Lord God, would you help us feel what you feel, O Lord? We confess that we do not know what to feel. We do not know how to relate to our families. We do not know how to relate to our friends, and we do not know how to relate to those who are poor among us. So God, would you please conform us to the image of your Son? May we walk in his way, and may you lead us away from the evil one in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you peace, blessings. Thank you.